right now on the Ringer Gambling Feed and all throughout the entire month of August, the East Coast Bias Boys are getting you ready to bet the NFL this season. We're going through each and every single division and revealing our favorite futures, predicting division winners, and even giving you some award winners. Do we think the Kansas City Chiefs will repeat or will they be dethroned? Tune in now to find out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to You're Doing Amazing, sweetie. We have reached the end of season three. We are now here at episode 10. What just happened? I mean, I kind of feel like that's my reaction to this episode. But of course, I can't do this alone because I'm welcomed by my lovely co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. Zach. How you doing? I'm doing amazing, sweetie, because you know what? We wanted, we, we begged for a better season than, than the, I'll be honest, shit show that we recapped last season. And you know what? This might not have been the best episode of season three, but it, as a whole, this season was so much better than season two. So for that, I'm thankful. I agree. As a whole, I feel like the season was good. The finale kind of lacked for me, which I know we'll get into like why, but it was just, yeah. it was an interesting choice for the finale. Yeah, Cause like was. there was just so much, I feel like there were so many bits of footage that could have like been a little more cohesive with like last week's message of like making beauty alterations and like beauty standards. Cause like we get trickles of that this week, yeah. but I just feel like we could have done like a whole we could have done that story a little more justice about beauty standards and let them touch on it a little bit more. But we did this, like we gave Tristan a lot of time this episode. It was just, it was strange. We did. Yeah, it was strange. It really was. So the episode starts off with Chris getting ready for Christmas and she wants to get these doll houses for her girls. And she's very specific. She has all these little details that she wants to make sure all the, all of their houses have. And she's just like, this is like a whole six month to a year project. Right. And I'm like, great. Why are we starting it in November then? Uh, that is a great point. That's a great point. Why are we? St- why haven't you been doing this since July? Honestly, if you're so together, you're so with it. I mean... Truly, like it's just, I don't know. I feel it's like kind of baffling. I mean, it's cute, but I feel like all of Chris's storylines are all just like lackluster, you know? Lackluster. They just don't deliver for me. Exactly. And it's just like, okay, we get it. She's like the matriarch, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, and you know, we said this in the past can we just get Chris liquored up or high on something? And then, then she's that's fun. when Chris is the that's best, when Chris is, is the when best. she's like not in her head. Exactly. That's what we needed. We needed her to go to the Christmas store high on edibles. Oh my God. Can you imagine how fun we that would have given been? her some mushrooms <laughs> and taken her into the Christmas store? But like, I want that for Kim and that for Courtney. I would have loved that nice. if she had dropped acid. Her on mushrooms the- and she would have been like, I'm inside the dollhouse. <laughs> yeah. See, we could be freaking producers on this show. I swear. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. It would have been, it would have given us so much life. But we see how like detail oriented she is because she literally wants to make sure that she has Betty White's dollhouse furniture that she bid $800,000 on. Wait. Okay. I thought it was just $800. It was 800000 
It had to have been eight hundred. There's no way it was only eight hundred dollars yeah. that she spent on Betty on dead Betty White's dollhouse furniture. Betty White is a legend. Yeah, I get. You know what? Yeah, you're probably right. That's that's absurd. But listen, if anyone can afford it, it's Chris Jenner. Because she was flexing on that. She was like, I always get what I want. She she really did. That was kind of scary. No, $800, Amelia, is her in-and-out order. (laughs) That's true. I forgot about that. That's a great point. That is a great point, man. I mean... She's like, burgers all around. Burgers all around. Here's $500 to cover the bill. Yeah. And that was... We got to see Chris really in her... Yeah, in her element. Well, she lets this, this poor old woman know that she... She's going to be back and she wants to make sure that these houses are ready because we need them ready in time for Christmas. And if Santa can't do it, then she better be ready for the wrath of Kris Jenner. (laughs) Because if Kris Jenner has to come back and they're not perfect, she will come back and let you know Uh, it. It's so true. It's so scary. She's scary. Yeah. No, completely. Then we get a pivot over to Kendall, Kylie, and Scott. Mm. And they're deciding Mm. that they're going to go for a walk at the park with Kylie and all 500 of her dogs, which are ugly. They're ugly dogs. These are not cute dogs. And I don't get why she has so many of them. Like, who's taking care of all of these dogs? It's kind of wild. So many. And they're all those Italian greyhounds. So they're all really skinny and really tiny and like little spindly legs. And they almost look hairless, but they're not. She has, what, eight of them, right? I, there's like seven or eight. Yeah, it's crazy. And Kendall can actually name all all of them, unlike Travis Scott. Remember in the their GQ couple thing? And Kylie oh was like, you don't remember their names? And he's like, uh, no. That was embarrassing. That was Who's going to remember that many names? Why? Like, he don't care about those dogs. Well, no, but it, he was only supposed to name two of them, which were Bambi and, oh, and he like, couldn't name two Rosie or something. And she gave him hints, too. She was like... E, E, and he was like, uh, he couldn't. Ernesto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, she has a lot of random little dogs. It's kind of hilarious. But like unnecessary, like the walk was just so chaotic. They were yes, all it. trying to like not. And then by the end of it, Scott has the two of the dogs and they're just all, their leashes are all tangled up and they're all like, maybe you up. should untangle them now. Right, Scott, do one thing productive, please. I'm begging right. you. Yeah. I know. Try to win Courtney back with some productivity. <sighs> For real. And Kendall's like, me and Kylie have just gotten so close lately. We're like sisters again, back when we used to design for PacSun. <laughs> and then Kylie is, it makes it very clear to everybody that she is not dating her friend Stoss. Right. Because even though they love to make out on the regs, like they're definitely not banging. <laughs> Which, do you make out with your friends regularly? I don't. I don't. But apparently... That's why Kylie is famous and I'm not, so. Is that a normal thing to make out with your friends? I didn't think it was, but I mean, they're living in a whole different world. So I guess according to them, it's totally normal. It's just kind of like weird, right? Like, like what is the, I don't know, because you're like swapping saliva. It's just, it's an interesting thing. Devin, how many of your friends have you made out with? Zero. None. Never. Oh my God. It's just weird, right? Like it's a really weird, bizarre thing to do. Like, I don't know. But like, come on. (laughs) It's one thing to like give him a drunk kiss at the club, but like for them to be making out this often. Like, yeah, I get why people think that they're like dating. And she's like, no, we're definitely not dating. No, we're just best friends. Okay. Yeah. That sleep together. And then we get Kylie and Kendall talking about how they get hounded by the paparazzi. And Kylie talks about a story of like a paparazzi, which is weird. We were just talking about making out with with Stas, and then we pivot over to the paparazzi Mm. and how they get heckled. And, you know, they're calling them. They were like 16 years old and they would call them like sluts and whores and ask if they were going to have sex tapes like their sister, which is so inappropriate. And also just like so strange to go through that experience yeah at that age and and be sexualized in that way totally it's just like okay i mean listen i understand the paparazzi are like low-level disgusting people but to harass a literal child and call a literal child a slut and a like what what is wrong with you what is wrong with you? Go to prison now. Right? Or to ask when their sex tape is going to come <laughs> out. And Kendall's like, I was literally 16. I, w- I was a virgin. Like, I, Yeah, she's like, like, I don't know what they were talking about. Yeah, I know. Because you're a child. What the fuck? You shouldn't know what they're talking exactly. about. And the fact that they were like trying to get a snapshot of Kylie's That's skirt. That's so messed up. That's so not so okay. So creepy. Yeah. 
it's so bizarre, but like, how weird is it that that's our culture? Like we want to like, that we think that like, that that even makes money and we think that like, yeah. that's appropriate. That it, and I, I hope things have kind of changed, but I, I mean, that is so inappropriate at any age, but like, especially like a teen, what the fuck? Like you can go to prison for that one, but also like, don't do it because that's not what a, a, civilized person does like what the that's insane i that when she said that i was like pretty pissed off i was like wow wow fuck you paparazzi person who did that who had the audacity to think of that you're you are gross you're you're a pedophile truly i mean it's like it's it, it, like it also is like a weird time to do like you're trying to figure out who you are you're discovering your your identity yeah. you're discovering your sexuality and then to have somebody take that away from you and sexualize you on such a big public platform Completely. like that it like definitely messes with your head and messes with your sense of stuff. no wonder she was trying to get boob jobs and nose jobs and chris was like chloe you better fix your nose <laughs> no chloe yeah yeah no i mean it was just that's horrific that's horrific so it really is and it was also weird that they're having this conversation with scott like it just i'm like the person that we're talking about like being sexualized in the media is like it was just a weird choice but i'm glad that they at least you know got to be scott open up and be vulnerable and like have a moment on the show like cute truly and also you know what i liked ally scott because he was like that is not okay and i was like you know what scott thank you thank you this is our second episode of ally scott because we also had casa vega a couple weeks ago where he was like i'm gonna look into the camera and tell you guys right now i love that hey everybody uh if you've seen any previous episodes of this show you know that i've messed up so many times yeah i know scott thank you Thank you for being an ally, you know? You know, I know we're not at superlatives yet, but Scott is getting MVP of the season. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Woo. We did it, Scott. We did and it. And then we 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 leave the park and all the doggies and we find Courtney and her boohoo oh. collaboration. Oh my gosh. And Courtney just wants to shine a bigger spotlight on fast fashion and sustainability because it's a big problem in the world, Amelia. Did you know that? It's a big problem I mean, in the world. I didn't realize on that. On the planet that we live on. On the ish. planet that we live on. It is a huge deal. And not just for fast fashion, but for other clothing brands too. Probably Dolce and Gabbana. For the world. For the world. Yeah, how sustainable? Well, actually, (laughs) Dolce and Gabbana is pretty sustainable because she had she had them pull. Well, she had them pull the archive from the nineties. That she that Kim then recycled in her own show. That's so true. (laughs) That's so true. Dolce and Gabbana is real sustainable. That is that is a great point. I forgot about that. And then we get a whole montage of Courtney and she's chatting with experts and she's researching so that she makes sure that people can make more sustainable choices. I just feel like fast fashion is like trying to talk about sustainability with, you know, plastic baggies, sandwich baggies. It's like it's not the most sustainable thing. Like the whole point of moving towards sustainability is to move away from that. Right. Right. I know. And it was just like, listen, I, uh, I mean. I understand both sides in that, like, yes, was Courtney probably not the correct person to be the sustainable ambassador? Yeah, probably not. But at the same time, I can see why they want to give it to her because she's a big name and, you know, they want to promote this area of their clothing of company. No, I think she is a good person to be a voice for sustainability, I just don't know if a fast fashion brand is the best place well, that too, yeah. to be the person. I mean, I guess, yes, it does bring awareness to it. But again, it's like as if, you know, we we're talking about sustainability. It's like as if we were trying to do a campaign to save the turtles and the the ones that are running the campaign are plastic straws. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? No, like it just it doesn't. It's not the biggest fit, but I like how they like tried to like make it work because she's like, well, we're going to push vintage pieces. We're just going to recycle old pieces that we've already worn. But the whole point of fast fashion is it's not meant to last long. That's why H&M clothes like they don't last long. Well, yeah, exactly. And also, I don't think Boohoo sells vintage. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm Googling it right now, but I don't I don't see any vintage. They have a collection from 2022 that would technically be considered vintage because it was last year. (laughs) You got me I think there. that's what they were. I think that's what they were going for with the vintage things. It's like you can just rewear old clothes old. from last season. 
that probably have holes now. That's true. Well, that's definitely true. Let me tell you, someone who's shopped at H&M before, uh, don't I know that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's like good for like a right now, but it's not something you can wear sustainably. Exactly. It is the opposite of sustainable. Yeah. Exactly. And I do think that Courtney made a really good point of being like, listen, I'm not an expert. I'm just a vehicle to help make change. I don't know how we make that change, but I'm here to help push that conversation forward. I thought that that was good. I'm glad that she's opening up that conversation. But again, I just don't feel like Boohoo, a fast fashion company is the best place to start with that. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, I guess it opens up a dialogue and it you know, she has a large platform and whatnot, but I just, this to me just reeks of like PR, PR, this is PR. It's trying to make everyone look good. It's trying to make Courtney look good. It's trying to make Boohoo look good. And I just, I'm not buying it. Sorry, but I'm not buying it. You know who I'm sure is buying it? <laughs> Zachary Spencer. <laughs> Her biggest Her fan. Biggest she's so pretty in, part, fan. in person. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Oh Lord. Her biggest fan that's never seen her before in his life. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, wow, you look so much better in person. So much better. Like so much better. So <laughs> like, rude. <ouch>. So rude. <laughs> then we move on over and finally address Kylie's missing child's Air Webster, because she's sitting mm-hmm. down with Stassi. And she's explaining to Stas that she decided to pick the name Air because it means line of God in Hebrew, Mm. which I don't fully understand how or what. Like I, it's a, I think it's a cute name. Is that how you even spell it? I didn't know that Air was a biblical name. Neither did I. I thought she was like naming him after like Air Jordans or something. I thought she was naming him after her other favorite possession, her plane. Oh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> like legitimately. Yeah. She, honestly, she was probably inspired by that and then like looked up other ways to like spell it and was like, oh, you know, coincidentally, it's also a Hebrew name. <laughs> so it was in the Bible. So that's the one we're using. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not buying this, but Sure. I'm not buying it either. I've never heard the name air before and I've never had like known that it's had some sort of biblical. I mean, listen, but it's also like, you know, what's today's holiday? Oh, today's national chocolate chip cookie day. You know, like every day is you can find you can Google anything and find meaning on the Internet. That's true. And and I do think didn't when the name was announced, however many months ago, people were making fun of it because apparently it means like it's like slang for penis or something in like I, I in like a different language or something. Wow. It was like in in Arabic or something. Wow, it's like slang for that or something. Good to know. <laughs> so now you know. Now you know. I'm gonna have to keep that in my ro- I'm gonna put that in my my roster of of fun facts that I can share one day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe in a bedroom when I'm sharing my air with somebody else. There you. Okay. So Kylie Jenner's son's you name means it. penis in Arabic. If you pronounce it like air a, it means penis in Arabic slang. And that's better than wolf. I mean, according to her, it is. I liked wolf. Yeah. Oh, wolf maybe. Is, okay. Wolf here that's we go. Cute. This is PR spin of the week. Because she probably knows that people are calling her son a penis on the internet. And so therefore she's like, no, it's actually in line of God, in the line of God. (laughs) It's actually biblical. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, a hundred percent. Of course, of course she's doing that. Yeah, I think this was a total PR spin move. But what do you think of her blaming the hormones on why she decided to name her baby Wolf and then waiting a year to change his name? (laughs) She just, you know what? I don't know what goes, what rolls around in that brain of hers, but it's it's fascinating when she tries to explain whatever she was thinking at the moment. But listen, I have never given birth. However, I do know they probably, you know, for a decent amount of women, they they shoot you up with drugs because birth and a baby is no joke. But it is a little weird that they didn't think of the name prior to like having the baby. Usually you think of the name and are pretty set on what the name of that baby will be because you've been expecting it for the past nine months. But listen, I I don't know. It is a little weird. And the fact that she waited another, yeah, year or so to to actually name the baby is kind of wild. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, you took a whole year and you ended up with air? (laughs) 
Yes. With no like significance behind it. Like there's like no like, oh, it's because, you know, one day, you know, Travis and I were on a date and it was really windy. And that day was so special to me. So we decided to name the baby Air. And it should have been windy because then it could have been stormy and windy. Mm. Or remember when we thought it was snowy? We did think it was snowy. Damn, it should have been snowy. It should have been snowy. Oh, I guess it kind of makes sense, stormy and air, because they're both like weather Weather related, kind of. But I don't. But she didn't even bring that up. So I feel like, you know, that'll be her next spin is like, oh, actually, it also (laughs) means like, you know, it's not only does it mean like have a biblical meaning. It also means penis in Arabic slang. And also it's very similar to Stormy's name. Like that'll be the next spin, you know? Well, then we talk about her boob job and how she regrets getting her boobs done because she was so young. And she thought now in retrospect, she thought that they were perfect and she now regrets getting them done so young. And she said that she would be heartbroken if her daughter decided she wanted to have surgery at 19 years old. But I'm thinking like, but like, what does this say about Chris Jenner if Chris was allowing her to get lip fillers and get a boob job and like make yeah. such big alterations? And also now we know they were lying to us about all their alterations all these years. Completely. Well, do you remember there's like photos of her in this weird dress that was really ugly and it was just like padding and people were like, that's really weird. She was wearing like a padded dress. And then, but there was like some internet rumors that it was because she had gotten surgery done. So it was like actual like padding because she she got her body altered and stuff. Her boobs, yeah, yeah, and now I'm like, hmm, I want to go back to those photos and 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 match up the timeline. But yeah, no, I mean it says a lot about Chris Jenner. I mean, which none of which I'm like surprised about. Like that's Chris Jenner. She bullied Chloe into getting a nose job, and and she <laughs> you know brokered Kim's sex tape. Like of, of course that's Chris Jenner. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's that's totally on brand for her. You know, but she paid them all back with dollhouses <laughs> for Christmas. That's, how could I forget how it was in the same episode and I have already forgotten. I know. I know. So thank you, mom. Thanks. Uh, we'll never forget. It. <laughs> she says that she wants to set a better example for her daughter, which I think is nice. Mm-hmm. I think it's cute. I think this conversation should have been edited into last week's yeah. content about beauty standards. Yeah. And maybe we should have done an entire episode on beauty standards and maybe moved some of that footage like Kim and her divorce and going through the storage unit, move that over to the finale episode because I feel like that was so much richer. Yes, that would have been the perfect bow on the season. I totally agree. Yeah, because we would have really gotten some closure on the marriage. We would have gotten into the Chloe and Tristan stuff, but I don't know. But then we get back to the Grinch that stole Christmas, Kris Jenner. (laughs) And she's back at the dollhouse shop and she wants to go, you know, check on her little dollhouses mm-hmm. and literally hates them. Like oh. literally hates she's them pissed. with a passion. She is pissed <laughs> she, off, Zach. She's like, the outsides are perfection, but the insides, however, are not my vision. Yeah, she's and like, that's how she starts messy. it. Yeah. And then she gets into it and she's like, they're too messy. There are too many trucks. They're way too busy. She's like, if Kim sees this, she will lose her mind. And then it gets worse. And she's like, this is horrible. Like she literally went from, it's not my vision to this is horrible. This is horrible. You will burn in hell for this. Like this poor woman who spent all this time making your goddamn like seven, six, seven dollhouses. It's just, yeah, I, I feel horrible for this poor lady who's out here like, you know, she's cowering because Chris is scary. She's very scary. Right. And she's on camera. They're filming all of this. You know, that poor woman cried in the back room <laughs> yes. when Chris left. She 100% did. Yeah, of course. How could she not? <laughs> but Chris is like, you know what? If you want something done the way you want it done, you need to be brutally honest. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Of course you do. And I'm just like, listen, that should have been in her master class. That would have been a great lesson. That would have been worth the money. Exactly. Other than her. Yeah. Other than her. 10 minutes on hashtagging. <laughs> Sorry. Forgot you took that class. Yeah, exactly. You know. I did take her master class. Yeah. I know. I, but like that was what I would have wanted to have learned. I thought if you want something done the right way, you do it yourself. But no, you just have to be brutally honest so and tell somebody honest. that work is horrible. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that's honesty or that's just like kind of rude. Yeah, like exactly. Rude. exactly. I don't know either. Like, okay, too many trucks, that's constructive, right? Uh-huh. Way too busy, that's kind of constructive. Kim will lose her mind, this is horrible. I don't know how constructive that is. <laughs> I 
No, seriously. You've got this woman who is literally <laughs> so afraid of you. And now she feels horrible. You've made her feel horrible. Like, what? where do we go from here? You know? Truly. Like, it's just, oh, my goodness, Chris Jenner. But then KJ. she's like, okay, well, these need to get done and they need to be shipped by the 21st. Mm-hmm. And so the woman's like, oh, okay, so we, we have about 10 days. And then Chris's assistant's like, you have nine days. <laughs> We're deducting a day for such a terrible she, job. She is so scary. She truly we is the Grinch. Yeah, we, we can't we can't even trust you, so we're taking away a day from your deadline. Do it over, peasant. Seriously. She's like, here's some bread and water to sustain you for the next week. Get back to it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Get back to get back to Santa's workshop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's cracking this that. This is whip. when Benny Benny drama comes out with Chris as the devil. <laughs> Have you seen him yes. when he comes out With and the, he has the, the devil the hands, hands yes. and the horns? Seriously. Hey, doll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally who came out in this scene. It's so true. And he needs to reenact that. Yes. <laughs> oh, so oh, good. And then we get a scene of Chloe and Kim mm. taking their girls to the Alexandria house. And they explain that the Alexandria house is a transitional center for women and children. And they're allowed to stay there as long as they need to. Mm-hmm. Really great cause. They want to, you know, bring some support and teach their girls about giving back and teach them the importance. So the girls come. I think the girls are a little young to have sat through all of the speeches. I don't know how much of it they were able to retain because the girls are so little. Still, maybe North, she's a little bit older. Yeah. But I do think taking them to these things is important. Like, you know, when you take your kids to the food bank or you, you know, buy toys for other kids and donate them. Like, I think those things are important. I'm glad that they're instilling these lessons into the girls very early on. And even better, Amelia, they decide to gift all of the women there with this giant box. We don't know what's in the box, but we we can only assume it's skim and skin by kin. We can only, we can only hope. Listen, you know, I mean, give them something, give some nice product. You know those poor women, they're like, what is this round? What is this round ball? (laughs) Like, am I supposed to throw it or what's going on here? Yeah, completely. It's just like, yeah, I would love to know what's inside. I would hope it's like, you know, like supplies they need, but knowing... Kim and company, it probably is like, here, here's um, a, what did she, what were the things that everyone was making fun of? It was like a tissue holder, like in a oh, waste yeah. basket made of marble. They're like, oh, thank you. This is really, <laughs> really, uh, I needed this. Thank really you. Useful. Yeah, super, super thank useful. You. Yeah. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When I run out of this little ball of moisturizer, I can't wait to go buy another one. exactly. For $85. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, at least I'm hoping Chloe at least gave them some good American jeans because I feel like those are a little more practical and useful. Truly, yeah. Put those to good use for sure. Definitely. So then they move on from the Alexandria house. They have a cute moment. They show, you know, a spotlight on some charity just in time for the holidays. Just in time. Just in time. Then cameras go down because it's time for the annual holiday party at Courtney's house. And we see lots of iPhone footage of the party, lots of home footage from Kylie and Kim because we know Courtney hates to record anything and share her memories on camera, even though it's her job. Truly, even though it's her job. But she said, no, I'm not doing it. 
we literally have like a good fourth of the episode that's just like random iPhone footage that they all recorded from the holidays, which I guess is like, it's kind of cute because it's like vlog style. So it's like modern day reality TV. But at the same time, I'm also kind of like, but it's mostly just Kim. It's mostly just like selfies of Kim, like getting Santa's cookies together, which cute for Kim's YouTube channel, but like not for the Hulu series. Like give us at least one camera in there, you know, come on. I can barely, the lighting is so dark. They go above and beyond because we have Chloe and she literally buys entire snow, a whole snow that they can slay down for Christmas. Love that. Love it. <laughs> Let's do it. And then it. we finally get Chris delivering the dollhouses, the now perfect dollhouses that this poor woman had to sacrifice her own Christmas to truly, make. Truly, truly. My God. Yeah, exactly. Kim cries because she says that it reminds her of when she was seven years old and her mom and dad would make them together. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was cute. Me I too. think the only one that appreciated them was Kim. She really did. Like she brought back the ugly crying face, which I love. And she definitely gets emotional, which I, I thought was sweet. It was very humanizing, you know. But Chris was so detail oriented with these dollhouses that I don't know if anyone really appreciated all the little details that were right. In it. No, of course. They're like, oh, my God. So cute. Thanks, mom. All right. Where's my next <laughs> gift? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the real gift? Right. Exactly. They're like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to put this giant dollhouse, but thanks. Because they were ginormous dollhouses. Like, where are they're going in Kim's 36 storage unit? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. That's where Kim's going to put this special dollhouse. She's going to put it in her storage unit because it doesn't go with her aesthetic. So it's so true. Right next to Marilyn's contract (laughs) or Elizabeth Taylor's contract. Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor's. Yeah. Seriously, though, it does not go with her aesthetic at all. But, you know, she'll she'll stuff it in a storage unit. So we get through all their random Christmas footage and then we come to the big the big chunk of the episode, which is this whole dedication to Tristan's mother, where we find out that she suddenly passes away of a heart attack. And so Kim, Chris, and Chloe rush to Tristan's side to make sure they're there to help him pick up the pieces. We get to meet Tristan's brother, Amari, who's 16 years old. He has disabilities. He is special needs. And we found out that Tristan is now his legal guardian, which to me was so heartbreaking and I get why Chris is getting like emotional over because it's like all this young man has ever known is his mother to be the one that's always taken care of him and now that person's gone and we don't even know how much of that he fully understands and now he's just in Tristan's care and then you know Tristan just being luck of the Irish gets his roof to cave in and now has to move in with Chloe and Chloe's like all right here we go again. Round four. Right. I this was sad, obviously. And I I feel horrible for Tristan's. Mo- I mean, she seemed like a real caregiver, you know, and she was really young. And that's horrible. It's really sad and I feel horrible for Amari. I can have sympathy for Tristan, but goddamn, he really lucked out that Chloe is a very forgiving person. And I just like yeah. watching this. I was just like, listen, I think I I'm sorry that that happened to you, but I'll be completely honest. I just I don't have a bunch of sympathy other than like clearly what happened was horrible, horrific. I can't fathom losing my mom. So I I, I totally sympathize, but I don't like Tristan and I don't like how he's kind of using this to get back in the good graces. And and it's just like, wow, you know what? You are so fucking lucky that she is nice enough to be a support for you when you have done nothing but hurt her. Sorry. They got their plane. They cleaned that mama's house. They cleaned the they house? They helped yeah. him put all the paperwork together. Seriously. Like, they really went above and beyond. They did. And... That's why. I mean, I did love when Chloe was like, listen, I don't treat people the way that they yeah. treat me. I treat them, you that, know, the way like, that they deserve to be treated. Up, yeah. And that shows. Yeah. And that shows that Chloe really does have a big heart. Because like, think of how hard that oh is. My gosh. You have to take on somebody else's grief. Yes. And then you have to move them into your house. Yes. And like, it's just it's a lot to take on. But she's got a big heart. That she one. really does. And again, I feel horrible for Andrea. because she, she was so young and like, you were saying, you know, she was she was a caregiver. She was a great mother. And that's so it's so heartbreaking. And and it's so heartbreaking for Tristan's siblings. But Tristan, you are one lucky son of a bitch. I mean, like, truly, the way you have treated Chloe is absolutely disgusting, to be honest. And the fact that 
you know what? She has come to you at your darkest moments and helped you. That's a, that is a mm-hmm. real wow. You are even made lucky. her have a, a second baby that she doesn't like. And, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> who could forget <laughs> Lord Tatum. I know he was cute, but <laughs> Chloe, um, Chloe can. Well, forget. yeah, that's true too. But I, I don't know. Just seeing and listen, I understand the show is a bit of a PR spend and everything. But stepping back from it, I I genuinely see someone who wanted to make something work with someone they loved and cared about only to get stomped on. And I think now she has wisened up and I I'm praying she doesn't go back to him, but the fact that they have kids together, they're always going to be connected. You know, they're always going to be family, which, you know, for better or for worse. So I'm hoping that she never romantically gets involved with him again, but that's really, really a stand up thing to do is to put all the crap that he's done to her aside and to help him at his darkest moment. Like that is, that's, that is really powerful. And I hope he understands how lucky he is, you know? I hope so too, because he's so young yeah, and like still so immature that like, I don't even think he realizes how good she's been to him despite yeah. everything he's put her Seriously. through, you know? And she's, and my, my only concern is she's just like, you know, this was supposed to be my year of being free, mm-hmm. but then, you know, Tristan comes back into my life and she's like, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And I'm like, don't start thinking that God wants you to be with Tristan, Chloe. Let's not even think that this is the universe working itself no, out completely and and again you know i think i i think we as a society of people who in, are involved in media and whatnot forget that the children they share are so young and and again and that's been a whole storyline with kim too is like she doesn't want to rock the boat because her kids are so young they don't understand the seriousness and you know just the mental unwell the state of Kanye's mental health and beyond that it's not just mental health like he's just like a a sick individual like a bad person sick individual but she doesn't want to rock the boat because her kids are so young and they can't comprehend it and I think the same thing can be applied to Chloe and her relationship with Tristan it's like you don't want to be out here you know saying rude things to your father or the father of your children and and acting, you know, and when you have young kids who need a relationship with him, you know, and I just, I, uh, that's so hard. And I think people are so, and, and myself included are so quick to be like, don't you go back to him. You are so stupid if you go back to him, but it's like, yeah. It's so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. And yeah. it's really difficult. There are so many layers. And yeah. even more than I think Chloe just being a good person, I think she knows what it's like to lose a parent. Mm-hmm. And even as much as I dislike Tristan, yeah. that type of grief, like really just can destroy you. I think it really did affect Chloe when she lost her dad and she was like having a really hard time with that. We even saw in like the first, the first couple of seasons of keeping up with the Kardashians where they would all go out to eat at Robert Kardashian's like favorite restaurant. And Chloe got her DUI, you know, which I think was a bit of PR spin, but I feel like, you know, that is, it weighs so heavy on you for so long. And you know, your whole world gets turned upside down that she knows what that's like, that, Like, I even think for myself, you know, like I remember, you know, when I was going through that grief and seeing friends that maybe weren't as compassionate or didn't have as much, you know, empathy as I wish they would have. But I also remember being in that place and being like, okay, but they don't know what this is like because they haven't gone through this yet. And one day they will have to go through this. And when they go through this, I pray nobody has to go through this level of grief and pain. But what, like, you just have so much more empathy for people when they go through it after you've gone through it because it just, you remember how much, like it it's so disorienting it changes your entire life yeah and i think that's also why even kim was like let me jump on the plane too even though she's had her differences with with tristan they're like let me show up for him because then it's also not just tristan either Mm -hmm. right they have also amari that now probably doesn't even fully understand what's going on and is probably confused and you know even more disoriented by the circumstances because he's like where's my person you know to us when we lose somebody like that our person is gone and we feel that absence but he doesn't you know we don't know how much of that he fully understands 
understand. Yeah, cognitively. I mean, and they even, Chloe even briefly mentioned, she was like, he's been having more seizures because, you know, his whole routine yeah. has been askew after, you know, like you're saying, the death of his caregiver. I mean, that's, that's horrible. Yeah. That's horrific. And I, I mean, how can you not be sympathetic towards that? You know what I mean? So, you know, we just need to be a little good for you. Coco. Kinder. Yeah, exactly. I, and, and again, it's like that just, wow. It's, She's a strong person, and uh, and Tristan is so goddamn lucky. Lucky. He is freaking lucky. <laughs> yeah. So. And then we get our season wrap, mm. right, where we kind of see them reflecting on what the past season has brought them. Chloe says that she's finally been able to bond with Tatum, or it's at least gotten easier He's cute. to bond He's with Tatum. He's a cute little baby, yeah. He's such a cute baby. He is such a cute baby. But poor Chloe. I know. We see Courtney and Courtney's like, this has been my biggest year ever, my year of growth. I have a wedding at a business that I was launching for five years. Yeah. And now I have Lemmy Purr gummies. I have a new family because yeah. I want to forget my old family. Yeah. I have my new identity because I'm going to rock, rock out. out. I'm still living that Dolce Vita lifestyle completely. We see Kendall and Kylie and having their like cute sisterly moments mm. now that their relationship has been repaired. Yeah. And then we see Chris and Chris is saying that she, even though she said it at her birthday, she's not ready to hand the torch over to Kim just no, yet. No, no, no. Because Kim could never yell at a woman over dollhouses for Christmas That's like that. That's a great point. That is a great point, Zach. Thank you. Should we do some superlatives of the season? Yes, yes. Let's bring on producer Devin to do some fun superlatives. Devin, what, who would you say was your MVP of the week and your MVP of the mm. season? Mm. MVP of the week, I'm given to Dollhouse Lady who had to put up with Chris and her assistant by the grace of God. Do we know what her name was? I don't think so. I don't know. We didn't even get, we gave Zachary Spencer a lower thirds and we didn't give Christmas Lady a lower third. <laughs> Terrible. Doll woman, yeah. Terrible. She's working Christmas <laughs> miracles. Doll woman. Doll woman. Truly. <laughs> okay, so Doll Woman is your, your MVP of the week. Yeah, my MVP of the week. My MVP of the season, I think I gave it to Chloe last year or last season. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going to give it to Chloe again this season because I feel like Chloe. Kim might be the anchor of this family, might be the, mm. the head of this family. I feel like Chloe is the anchor of this show because she's sure. given us for two seasons now two That's meaty storylines that we are invested in, that we talk about, that we can come back to. Everybody else, I don't feel like they've been pulling their weight. Agreed. We had Chloe or we had uh, Courtney with her whole wedding. We got very, very dregs of the bottom of the barrel coverage on that. We didn't get a lot of the divorce. And this is a reality TV show, as we always say, like, this is stuff that we want to hear about. It's not just enough for it to play out in the news. So with that, I feel like Chloe gives us stuff. She talks about it. She goes in depth. She laughs about herself. I'm going to give mm -hmm. it to Chloe. Zach, who are you giving it to? I love this. I agree with you with the MVP of the week. It's definitely Doll Woman. Because <laughs> she saved Christmas, even though the Grinch kept wanting to destroy her. You know that woman was so proud of the dollhouses so that she presented. <laughs> she pushed so much work into them. And Chris just Tore came them. in and lit them on fire. Burned them down. She's like, they look, she's like, they look great from the outside. When the outside is just a white house. <laughs> She's like, the outside, you nailed it. You put the little oh wreath gosh. on the door, oh nailed gosh. it. Yeah. I I feel for her. Poor woman. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and they lady. didn't even give her, they didn't show us what store it was. They didn't even give us oh. an outside exterior of the store. So nobody Absolutely knows not. like where this woman is. We just think she's somewhere in the North Pole. I feel like they maybe flashed it for a second. But like, I, I could uh, honestly, how terrible. I could tell you more about Zachary Spencer than I could tell you about this woman. Exactly. Yeah, terrible. Completely. That's that's the PR spin. This poor woman. Seriously. Yeah, she didn't get the 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 credit she deserved. No, nothing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that'll be my MVP of the week, and then MVP of the season. I mean, I get your argument for Chloe, and I will I will give it to you for Chloe. But I think 
Kim is the MVP because she's kind of steering the ship and keeping it going, right? Chloe puts her heart on the table and gives us rich stories. But I think without Kim being the driving force, we wouldn't have the show. Like Kim knows when to pull everybody into gear. Kim knows when to placate Courtney and show up for a stupid mm. meeting about, oh you know, God. the fight for the fifth time and let Courtney try to psychoanalyze her like a therapist. Kim, you know, gives us as much as she did about the divorce. I wish she would have given us more. I wish she would have given us more about Pete. But, you know, she definitely gives a lot. She I, does. You know what? Yeah, she does give a lot. And what I will say is Kim, first and foremost, I feel like is a businesswoman. More savvy than Chloe. Yeah. More, definitely more savvy than Courtney. And so I feel like, to your point, she does know when to capitalize. I mean, we had the whole point that she made in like the third or fourth episode where she was like, Variety doesn't think we're giving enough. Like, we're going to give them everything then. Yeah. I mean, so much so that even on Christmas, she was the only one. We have footage from all of that on her iPhone because she's the only one that was willing to film it. Kim's a businesswoman. but But I do think she should have given us just a little bit more this season. Just a little bit. Just a little bit more. Just a little more. Agreed. Yeah. Amelia, who's your who are your MVPs? I'm sorry, but I'm doing Chloe back to back. I just think yeah. that yeah. Really? I know. I listen, I think Devin, you brought up some great points. She really those these past two seasons, she has been carrying everyone else on her back. And then this this episode, again, she was great and and she was so for I just can't get over how forgiving she is. So and how strong. So Chloe for the win. Give us a Kardashian family okay. vacation because Chloe needs it. Yes, she oh. hasn't had one of those in a minute. I think I think we're we're due for we one. Have it. Yeah. Okay. Luckiest person of the week and of the season. So, do you guys want to start, Devin? Who is your luckiest person this week? Tristan. Tristan for getting an ounce of attention. I feel like I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I'm. So, so sorry to hear about the passing of his mother and the situation his family is now in. But God, he is a God awful person. And the fact that he's able to weasel himself in and out of this show and is getting a paycheck for it, even though he's a professional basketball player. So he's making bank. I can't stand him. He's he's lucky that he even gets the amount of attention he does. (laughs) Yeah, I could not agree. More with you. I, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yes, I completely agree. I'm, see, yeah. I would have picked Tristan for the week, but I'm just like, but he lost his mom. That, like, I'm like, how do I, no, I mean, give you the luckiest when you, like, oh, like, I, yeah. No, that's a good point. I just think, just with this whole situation, like, of course, of course, he's not lucky in terms of losing his mom, but I just, He is lucky that he but has... liter- literally can't they they what does Kim say? She's like, thank God I had my plane to go fly to Toronto. Like <laughs> they flew to Toronto to go help him to pick yeah. up after his mom and her apartment. And like, like, I don't have children and I get that that's a different dynamic. But the fact that they dropped everything the morning of to go help his sorry ass, like yeah, I don't even yeah. think Scott's did Scott's parents get this much coverage when they passed? Like, no, the the way that we mm-hmm. are reacting to this is so different than people that are like in the innermost kept circle. I, it's just bonkers to me. Yeah, completely. I think they know that Tristan is such a, like such a mess and like so not mature enough to handle these things that they went above and beyond because they knew he wasn't capable of doing it because maybe his mom did everything for him. Oh, see, no, don't say that. That makes it worse to me. That to me is just like, you (laughs) can't even like, yeah. And I know, I know it's different when you're in the situation and it's a shitty situation, but it's like, God, you're, you're so lucky that somebody cares that much enough to clean up your mess. And you are not man enough to handle it. Like, don't don't yeah. women should not be taking care of these sorry ass men. And that's why he's lucky. Grown ass. Sorry. Man. You you took the words yeah. right out of my mouth. And the more you know what? In, as the more Chloe continues to clean up these messes for him, the more he's going to continue to rely on her because he's not going to know how to fix these situations for himself. And not forward. only that, but he's going to want to get back with her like even more intensely. I feel like, you know, 
Well, yeah, because I mean, what do they say? You always recreate your relationships based off of the relationships you had with your parents. So if his mom was his caregiver, then he's going to go after women that will take care of him unconditionally the way that his mother used to. I just And Chloe's such a caregiver. Lock him in the closet, put the whole family in therapy. I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> like, okay, well, who would you say is the luckiest person of the season? I'm going to give it to Scott because he finally was mm. able to collect a paycheck again. He has camera time. Yeah. He's back in good graces. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Scott because there's nobody besides Zachary Spencer who like I can't spend another minute on. <laughs> I can't think of anybody we talked about more than that's like on a B-roll than S- Scott. It's true. It's very yeah. true. You're not giving it to 818 Tequila mm. Kendall Jenner? Kendall did nothing for me this season, unfortunately. I'm very disappointed. She didn't even cut any cucumbers. Disappointed to, to even say. Like, my expectations for Kendall are never high, but we got a couple scenes of her at her stable with her horse, a lot of her mm. and Kylie. Mm. It just wasn't... Like, sometimes Kendall will give us a moment. You know, we had the cucumber sure. moment. But she didn't give us anything. She gave us the 818 party. It was lackluster. We didn't see anything. Go, girl, give us nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very much so. She's not willing to show us. Yeah, she's not willing to show us herself being drunk. She's not willing to show us herself being vulnerable. She's not willing to show us herself in a relationship. Yeah. Who is she dating? Bad Bunny, yeah, right? Yeah, apparently. We won't see him. We won't even hear about it. What was that? What did we, was this last season or was it this season that she was like flipping houses with Fi? Oh, oh, that, oh, was, that last was last season. We yeah. just don't, she's, the beats she's giving us right now. And it went nowhere. So bad. Absolutely so, nowhere. So bad. Absolutely nowhere. We had one episode about it and never again. I mean, even Scott got a whole show. Yeah. Yeah, right. Or like, what did we get? Her in, her in Italy? I feel like the seasons are all blurring together because that's what Kendall really does. She are. does the same shit every single season and has yet to give us anything interesting. You know, she didn't have anxiety this season, though. No anxiety, oh no acne. <laughs> the two things that made her relatable. Yeah, I would I would <laughs> say I'm the most unimpressed by Kendall and Kylie this season. Very unimpressed. Yeah, yeah Kylie really didn't give us anything. Again, another no go girl give us nothing. I mean, it was what she had. She did her little laboratory cosplay, and that was kind of it. What did she say at the end of her? She was like, "I'm so happy to be returning to work," as if she was like on the front lines, an essential worker doing her <laughs> best. Like, I'm so happy to be returning to work this season. Like, girl, you win, literally win. <laughs> Tell us, please. We need to know next. Oh my gosh, yeah. Who who else would you would we so all Scott? Is that what we're going with? I mean, that's what I'm going with. Scott, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think who else was lucky this season. I don't think any of the other ones were lucky. No. Yeah. Yeah. Zachary Spencer. <laughs> I don't know. That mean man. Addison Ray. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, the Demelios. FaceTime. The D- yeah, they got FaceTime, too. Oh, the D- James Corden. <gasps> I forgot about I- him. Uh, how can you forget he comes up every other As episode? As you should. Get rid of these men. Exactly. Trashton exactly. And, and Corden. Gotta go. Trashton and Corden. Trashton. That's a good one. Okay. What would you say was the biggest PR spin of the week? And your favorite PR spin of the season? I mean, I'm trying to think. I, you know, at first I wanted to give it like the Tristan sob story. But I mean, it, it is sad. It is sad. And and I don't, I think... <laughs> It's a PR spin for, I mean, in him in terms of getting back into their good graces, but I, well, the the whole beauty standards thing, I was like, I'm still not over how lackluster that was. I'm just like, wow. Okay. All right, ladies. Sure. Like that to me, I just felt like could have been something interesting and honestly helpful for a lot of people because they do set a certain standard of beauty that's unattainable, but it just turned out to be more like we actually don't Photoshop ourselves anymore. Like we don't do Facetune. It's just like okay, there was a lot of of like victimizing this season. You know, mm. like even mm-hmm. Courtney. Like for me personally, the Courtney sustainability thing was so fucking delusional and funny because I was like, 
There was one point where her assistant or whoever, I don't even think she got a name card, was like, when you oh, guys yeah, she do didn't. this, it reflects so poorly on Courtney and Courtney gets the backlash. And I'm like, well, you signed a contract knowing that you were going to be the face in campaign uh, face of this. Campaign. That is so. Yes. So I'm like, I don't feel bad for you. And I don't feel bad that people are coming mm. after you because you were the one that attached yourself to the brand in the first place. Miss Sustainable, if you're going to do that, look up the That's company. Great exactly. Exactly. Thank you. The PR was trying to PR this season of like, we're good people. We've never done anything wrong. We're all natural. And I just don't buy it. It was not effective PR is what it was. Yeah. Well, and they, for whatever reason, really believe that the audience and maybe, I don't know, maybe the majority of the audience is stupid, but like they presented it in a way where it's just like, I'm sorry, but like you would have to be pretty dumb not to realize what they're doing right now. Zach, what do you think? Because I feel Zach, Zach is, I know, I know that face. There's a Zach take coming. I just feel like the whole season was like supposed to be about like them exposed, like pulling behind the curtain and like talking about all of these things that like, like the CG. Now I believe her tear was CGI. <laughs> After all of this, I'm convinced that the tear was CGI, was CGI and then nothing about it. that was real. Yeah. Because it's just like there were so many of those moments where they're like, let's talk about it. But it's like we were talking about it without actually being honest about it. That again, I just wish they would just own it so much more because then I think people would respect them so much more. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also confused by like some of it felt timely and correct. And the shit with like Kendall and Kylie being 16 and like looking for this photographer that called them a slut or like took the panty shot, which like, yeah, completely inappropriate, not okay. But like, I don't feel like we've been talking about Kendall or Kylie or calling anybody a slut, like, mm -hmm. or even talking about Stassi. Who's talking about Stassi? Well, it's also interesting what they pick and choose to like dwell on. You know what I mean? Like that, I, I feel like dwelling on something like, listen, no, I totally agree. I don't think it's okay. The whole paparazzi thing at all, but like, that's the only part of their lives they're willing to show, which paints, you know, gives them a whole like feel, you know, like storyline where it's like, Oh, I feel bad for them where it's like, okay. And and I totally agree. I, that was wrong and whatnot, but like, I don't know, share something else about your lives that, you know, gives us a, a, a more of a picture of who you are as a person, you know, and just like it was very picky and choosy or that's relevant. A and that, too. Yeah, Yeah, because that was like from when they were 16 years old that it's like, what, what are you going through right now? What's going on in your life right now? Like talk to us about Travis Scott. What's going on with yeah. your relationship with Travis? You didn't Scott? talk about Travis. You didn't talk about Astroworld. Astroworld. Yeah. Literally. As much as we all collectively hate Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner runs her mouth to the nth degree and says some stupid shit. Come on the show and talk about your dad. If you yeah. actually yeah. have shit to say and you want to be revealing about your life, talk to us about what you think about your dad or what your dad is saying. Right. Or what your relationship is with your dad. Period. Yeah. That's it. And, and it could be if you want to be on camera for 30 seconds, it could literally be like, yeah, I see my dad in the press. He is saying a bunch of shit that I don't agree with, much like we did with Kanye. And I'm not talking to him or it's my dad and I love him. But to sit there and act like and I think this is somewhat of the issue with the show is like, right, we watch it all play out in real time that when we come back, it's like, well, how do you not address all of this shit that was like blatantly in our faces for months. The Kanye shit went on for months and yeah. it was two scenes yeah. saying we don't endorse this and we're not going to comment because it makes us look bad. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it is it, again, it's really like picky and choosy of what they approve and what they don't approve. And, and that's why it feels like we feel so lucky to get like actual sister fights or stuff like that, you know, where it's like, we shouldn't feel lucky to get that. Like, that's what they kind of signed up for. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what the next couple of seasons bring now that they've signed a contract. To, like, we were shocked when they announced that they were extended because we knew they, they had their four season contract, right? So they still have one more season left in that contract. And yet they've already negotiated for additional seasons beyond that. Mm -hmm. That to me feels very ambitious of Hulu. 
Yeah, it kind of does. This was another riveting episode of You're Doing Amazing, sweetie, with lots of hot takes. And what is that? This is it. You guys were done for the season. I'm not going to see you anymore (gasps) forever. (laughs) Hulu Hulu didn't renew my contract. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for for tuning in to You're Doing Amazing, sweetie. Thank you to my co-host, Amelia. Thank you to producer Devin, who always comes in with the hottest takes at the end of every recap. Thank you guys for joining us on this incredible Kardashian journey from, you know, the start of the season to Grinch Chris coming to full life. We loved it. Thank you guys. And we will, we'll see you next season. We're going to be here for a while. We have more seasons that they just signed on for. So we'll be around. But until then, we'll see you next season.